Hey, Robin Papworth from Play Move Improve. Today I'm going to talk about technology, especially during this time where we're all stuck at home in social isolation. I want to let you know that all children at the moment are on screens more than usual. It's survival. My children have an iPad. My children have screen time where they're sitting in front of the TV eating snacks every day. And I'm known as the play lady and the exercise lady. So I just want you all to give permission to yourselves that screen time is okay. It's all about healthy balance between screen time and movement. And I want to give you a few tips of how I achieve that in my day. Tip number one is that we tend to try and reduce the amount of screen time straight before bed. What I try and do before bed instead is we do reading or I would read Phoebe a story. I try and not have direct iPad time before bed. I've just found that that has in a way revved my children up before bedtime rather than wound them down. That's my experience. Yours might be different, but that's usually the tip number one that I do. Sometimes also after dinner, my kids might like to do finger knitting or they play with the knitting Nancy. Phoebe usually just likes to have a chat with us. She's quite, she's a bit more cuddly at the moment being four and likes to just have a cuddle and a, and a read of a book. But it's trying to screen time, use it for other parts of the day. And once dinner comes for us, we switch it off. But it's definitely used for dinner time because that's my time to be able to be in the kitchen at the end of the day by myself. And then after that, we have our wind down time. Another thing that I do with screen time is I limit it and I have a rule that once the microwave timer goes off, the screens are done. It took away that arguing or what you used to say was, oh, I'm, I'm just doing this or I'm just doing that. It just took away that in that if you want your screen time, you want your iPad or you want your smartwatch, then once the microwave timer goes off, then screen time's done. And what I was finding with that was that's the microwave's fault for screen time being done. It's not me. The microwave did it. So trying to get kids into that habit of there's a black and white rule that once the timer goes off, screen time is done. I tend to do it in 20 minute to an hour increments. Of course, sometimes when I'm really overwhelmed, especially in the early days of the pandemic, I was really overwhelmed. And for those days, it was a little bit longer because I just didn't know what to do. And I was trying to develop timetables and priority lists and to get myself ahead. So it's, it's going to depend on the day. And again, do the best you can. If they're on it for more than an hour well, and they're still healthy and they're happy and they're thriving, then that's, that's the main thing at the moment. What I mainly try and do is with homeschooling, if they're doing any learning activities that has to be done for school or kindergarten, I get them to move before they start that activity. Reasons for that is we know that our brain is fueled by oxygen and when we're sitting in front of a screen, our body's not getting the oxygen. It's getting obviously the oxygen that it needs, but in my opinion, it doesn't get the oxygen that it really thrives off. So I get the children moving, all of my kids move just before they have their online Zoom meeting or just before they have to do a worksheet or a project that I've set for them. So moving could be we do my exercise mats and my yoga mat. They'll go from start to finish on that. They'll do a yoga video. They don't like to look at my videos on YouTube, but they like to look at other people's yoga videos on YouTube. They might go for a run outside. We have a big driveway. We do a few laps of that. They might go and do the monkey bars outside. That Sometimes we just put two songs on and dance to it silly in the kitchen and then that their movement but the goal is to get more oxygen around their body by letting them huff and puff for at least I say two to five minutes is great 
and then we can focus on our learning task rather than trying to go from sitting really still on our screens to try and focus on a worksheet or try and focus on a project the brain just doesn't do as well in that situation compared to if it was to be moving so that's my other tip the other tip I also do is be mindful of the movements that we're lacking in more screen time and compensate for them for example when we're on our iPads more than we would typically be or when we're watching TV more than we would typically be, the head and the eyes aren't moving as much. So our eyes aren't tracking around as much. Our eyes aren't following the movement of our teacher or they're not. our eyes aren't in the playground looking around for a ball or looking around for our friends. So we need to add more eye tracking or what it's called visual tracking into our daily activities How we're doing that at home is we're just doing lots of balloon tapping. So we're tapping a balloon back and forth. So our eyes are tracking where the balloon's going. We're also playing lots of indoor soccer. So our eyes are tracking where the soccer ball's going. Also, we're doing lots of um, sort of mazes. So if you can imagine, it's hard on a podcast, but if you imagine you hold a muffin tray up and oh, sorry not a muffin tray a baking tray up and you put play-doh little traps you make traps on the muffin tray on the I'm really not doing well with my words today on the baking tray and you move a pom-pom or a marble through the little play-doh style traps that you have it's a little bit like a old school arcade game where you're trying to get the pink the pinball through I try and do that because when we're making mazes or we're making marble runs, we're encouraging visual tracking. Another thing that I also try and do is a lot more head movement because when we're keeping our head still on our screens, we're not using our vestibular system. So the vestibular system is a system in our inner ear. It's what we need to be able to balance and have spatial awareness. So I do a lot more head movement. So lots of our yoga positioning is where we're upside down or I will deliberately put the kids' favorite toys in in a floor position. So they'll have to look down at the floor to get their Lego and then take their Lego back up to the couch or whatever we have to do to get the head to move our favorite one is tunnel ball so playing the game where you line up in front of a line and you take a ball from the first person push it through the legs of other people until you get to the back and go around again tunnel ball has been fantastic because it's for head movement it gets them in that upside down fun position and of course monkey bars we're really fortunate to have them in our backyard lots of swinging and lots of monkey bars to get the head movement that they're lacking when they're in screen time Hoping you've gathered from today's podcast that it's not about getting rid of screens. Screens is our survival at the moment. Screen time is what is allowing my business to keep running. It's it's what's allowing me to refuel myself as I sit and have a cuppa and read a book. If I didn't make use of the amazing technology that we have now, I don't think our pandemic in the digital age would be as successful as what we've all been able to manage so far. We know that our kids are going to be on laptops and screens more as they're now doing online conferencing with their teachers. Teachers, if you're listening, please just add head movements into your conference. If you start by giving children some fun activities where they're sitting watching you on the screen and they're doing our hand-eye coordination exercises. If you haven't seen my hand-eye coordination exercise video, please look it up on YouTube on Play, Move, Improve. You'll find it. If you can't find it, let me know. I'll send it straight to you. If you 
you add some simple, like you would do in a morning routine, some simple exercises while you're doing an online Zoom conference. Children are watching you on the screen, but they're getting that visual tracking in those really simple seated vestibular activities and they're still going to get the exercise that they need. And then you know that they're focused and ready for your online session. Again, we're trying to make technology to using it to our advantage. We're trying to go, well, this is the current situation we're in and how could we do it the best we can? If they're on an iPad, can they do iPad watching in tummy time so that they're building up their core strength and their neck strength? If you're finding that they're holding the iPad a lot and minimizing the movement of their hands, can we get them? Can we put the iPad onto a cushion or get them free movement of their hands so they might be able to fiddle with something in their hands while they're watching something on ABC? kids or whatever they're doing on their iPad being mindful of where they're currently missing the movement that they're missing they're not able to play on the playground with their friends they're not able to play on a big basketball court like they usually would how can we add that into the home by kicking around a soft cushion as a soccer ball by throwing scrunched up pieces of paper in the bin anything that you can replicate at home please do and please know that we're all using technology It's not, you know, usually I would say, let's try and limit it to less than 20 minutes a day. That's just not possible at the moment. So let's do the best we can. If you need any more ideas of how we can keep our kids' eyes, head and body moving, please feel free to reach out on social media. Play, move, improve on either Facebook or Instagram. I'm always there ready to help. We're here in this to help each other. We're in this for a few more weeks by the looks of it. So let's try and gear our kids up to be able to get the most head movement and the most action of their eyes as we possibly can. And of course, make use of those screen times to keep your sanity and make sure you're also filling up your own bucket by giving yourself self-care. I do hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please share your comments and questions whenever you need. Stay safe, stay well, take care. You have been listening to Robin Papworth, exercise physiologist, developmental educator, speaker, author, mum of three from Play, Move, Improve. If you have enjoyed our content, please leave a review on iTunes, Spotify or on our website, playmoveimprove.com.au. Have a great day.